Hi, welcome again to the Vanquisher's Guide. I'm Bryce. I'm Bradley. And I'm Randy. And man, oh man, if you have problems with your dessert eating you, or just that gross thing in your sink trying to kill you, we have an episode for you. Yeah, don't Why? worry your house. Yeah, I was just ouch. I was gonna say, are we uh are we gonna be fighting sink monsters this episode? But never mind. I guess it's just me. I went straight for the low blow. Sorry. This hurts. I'm gonna see myself out. I'm done with this episode already. Oh no. Well, you could find these various creatures that we're gonna be talking about today in your sink if you have a particularly nasty sink. Gross. <laughs> I was gonna say you could find them like all over media like everywhere they're yeah weird. they're absolutely but, you know, in, everywhere in your sink, i'm pretty sure i've seen one in my sink before so bryce the suspense is killing me what are we talking about yeah so we're <laughs> gonna be talking about uh blob monsters today oh. specifically we're gonna focus on the D, &D aspect of this oh. at least for the main portion of it so we're gonna be talking about slimes oozes puddings and you may be <laughs> like thinking chocolate puddings pudding? Yeah, no chocolate pudding. This is not oh, tasty. No, these it's, things are it, terrifying. It's disgusting. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. These creatures are repulsive. But are they still like, are they just like bad flavors of pudding? Like, is it like like <laughs> clam flavored pudding or something like that? Maybe like, uh, like partially digested flesh and garbage. Wild. <laughs> what strange yeah. flavors you have, Grandma. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, you should maybe call um, Child Protective Service. <laughs> Grandma's feeding you that stuff. But anyway, you may be thinking, what's the difference with slimes, oozes, and puddings? Because yeah. at least when I started this, I was kind of like, they all seem like they're kind of the same thing. That's, I'm, that's my thought right now. And yet you have like these different named creatures and like there's so many like oozes. We're going to kind of be calling all of the creatures in this one just oozes to make it simple but so like to break creature type ooze and then yeah the subclass is like slimes puddings and... yeah exactly so like uh... so it's like an equestrian and then subtype horse or donkey or mule or something like that yeah pretty much pretty much yeah so okay i'm following to, to kind of break it down just before we start uh break it down. for the most part like slimes are immobile and you can almost think of them as like plants they mostly just kind of provide a hazard if you yeah. walk into them yeah so they i think they just kind of like maybe reach out a little kind of like a carnivorous plant try and pull you into itself and like digest you or whack you it's like a fantasy version of like like quicksand kinda. yeah kind of kind of quicksand that tries to pull you into it yeah yeah every quicksand i've seen does tries to do that well, all of the many quicksands i've encountered in my life oh man quicksand expert over here uh, that was a problem i thought was going to be much much more right uh, common when i was a child than it actually is i yeah. i distinctly remember when i was a kid thinking i needed to learn the difference between quicksand and uh what's the other one uh meyer muck no like like, like sinking sand no Something like that. But there's like several different versions of like quicksand and other versions. And I was like, I need to know all the differences because there's different ways to react to each of them. Turns out, super not important. Nobody cares. 
I used to yeah. think I had a uh, quicksand in my backyard. There was a creek in my backyard growing up, <laughs> and there was this one patch um, of like muddy sand or whatever that was, you know, like a little bit higher than the the water. And when you would step on it, your foot would sink, just like literally. In was ocean. it made of sand? It was made of sand, and I was sounds terrible. like quicksand. Sounds like sinking sand. So I brought my friends over one day. Sorry, Bryce, but I brought <laughs> to take this time. But I brought my friends over one day, and we like out of like sticks and rocks like made a like a not a table but like a floor over it just so we could oh walk on it just because we were so <laughs> terrified i had a similar experience when i was a kid where a friend of mine came over to our house and our backyard was just a mud mess and friend came over with two shoes went home with only one shoe because one of them got stuck somewhere in the backyard we have had no way of knowing where it was so his mom Jeez, I'm like you guys had terrible backyards. I'm not. Oh, it was awesome. We were just rolling around in the mud all day. It was only when we went inside that his mom was pissed because we were covered in mud and he was missing a shoe. So, (laughs) well, speaking of uh, speaking of terrible backyards and oozes, um, at some point during my life, someone had spilled orange paint in the in the creek, and it like congealed and like just like got like gross and i used to try to convince all my friends that it was what? tiger blood and then there was like a soup that you could go into and i told yeah. them there was a tiger living in there and i made them terrified this i was an awful friend thing, why do tigers bleed orange because <laughs> they're orange you know? oh naturally I was that's like why that's why humans bleed like some kind of t- like variation of color of tan to dark brown because that makes sense why yeah. not okay i don't know <laughs> okay just... well this was quite the tangent that we <laughs> that we went on but much like randy was saying with how you have to distinguish between quicksands for how you need yeah. to get out you gotta learn your oozes yeah you gotta le- learn what type of ooze you're dealing with and so to continue on with that like oozes and jellies are mostly like interchangeable and they honestly don't have like many distinguishing abilities or features. They're just kind of like lumps of jelly or ooze. And they can have a variety of different abilities or whatnot. Are oozes edible? Because when you say they're basically the same as a jelly, again, I know it's not correct, but I'm picturing like strawberry jelly. So yeah. are oozes also edible like a regular jelly would be? Um, there might be some like varieties, maybe like homebrew that are like delicious, but as a most part, Tasty. I think it's going to like dissolve your jaw if you uh-huh. try and eat an ooze. It's so you can eat jaw. ooze, but only once. Well, like, I mean, like you I can said, eat anything, like, right? It's like corroded stuff. It's like dead bodies. It's just, it's like all that's bad in the world collects into one entity pretty much. Yeah. It's like, I mean, if you want a similar experience, you can probably get a straw and just stick it in the like gutter. Done. And... You've convinced me. I'm ready. Okay. Well, as Randy gets like dysentery, <laughs> um, then we have our final type, which is puddings, which are the most unique. They're and pretty the much like, tasty. yeah, they're pretty much like upgraded oozes, with most of them being able to move, split, climb walls, and they have the ability to melt things like pretty aggressively. So, Woof. puddings are probably your worst nightmare. <laughs> That's a sentence I never thought I would hear. Yeah, me either. But man, D&D is kind of crazy. <laughs> well, 
And it's kind of funny. I mean, not like any of our people listening to this are going to know, but it is kind of funny that you do this now because a couple of weeks ago, uh, we were playing Dungeons and Dragons and uh, you guys came upon the news. Sure did. Yeah. It was a, it was a very aptly timed as it was my first time fighting the horror known as the gelatinous cube. And we <laughs> almost died. It was very close, or at least I almost did. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty tough fight, but we will get to talking about those later. But I think we should probably start from the beginning. With the I suppose. In the beginning, there was nothing but light. Have you ever wondered where oozes might come from? You know, I was like... When a mommy and a daddy <laughs> come together. Yeah, okay. But I think like all of the creatures in D&D kind of have like these interesting like origin stories. Of oh, totally. How like yeah. they might have been like created and stuff. So I was pretty interested in that. And so uh, in our latest version of D&D 5e, it is said that oozes are the scattered remnants of Yaman Jublex. Yeah, my favorite. <laughs> yeah, and he's a demon lord. Oh, and gotcha. to give you a little bit of a description for a Jublex, he is described as a hideous and disgusting being. The foulest right of all the demon lords. <laughs> a primordial soup of bubbling bile bound by a thin epidermis bathed in oil and thick mucus. So this dude is just absolutely horrible. This like, guy sounds <laughs> gross. Yeah, I mean, oozes are nasty, man. Like, you may think, that, oh, it's like an ooze, you know, like, it's like nice and like, just kind of a little moist and whatever, but no, they're Ooh. disgusting. They're filled you with... put that like, word to it? Yeah, a little moist. A little bit of moist. <laughs> um, Just wondering do you guys want to know some of his other names yeah are they awesome the unspeakable the unnameable the formless the oozing hunger uh let's see the slime a lot of those father of slime instead of time that's funny Mm -hmm. um patreon or patron of pestilence patreon (laughs) he's the creator (laughs) of patreon (laughs) sorry patron of pestilence Oh, indescribable darkness. Nice. <laughs> he, he who slithers. <laughs> I, mean, I nice like that one. Yeah, so pretty much this dude is like the worst. He's just absolutely repulsive. Like, I'm sure if you were in like the same vicinity of him, you might just freaking die from the smell. Gross. Yeah. And it's said that he's like constantly secreting caustic oozes, like just permanently forever. So that's kind of where we get oozes from is that they're like. Uh, they just, like I said, are scattered remnants of Jubilex. Somebody needs to hunt how, this guy down and put hit, put a stop to him, end him. How big is he? Do you know? Um, I don't have an exact figure for that, but I imagine he's pretty massive, being like, as it said, like the king of all oozes. Well, so in D and D terms, he's a challenge rating twenty three. So like, that's like dragon challenge rating. Dude, that's okay. harder than Strahd. <laughs> Yeah, Strahd's awesome. 15, that is true. That's what crazy. A loser. Strahd's yeah. just getting his butt kicked by like a little like gross puddle. Oh man. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's gotta be pretty hard to fight like this like shapeless, formless, just That's absorbing true. goo. You That's know, a good like, point. Imagine you just gotta like totally annihilate it with like a nuke in magic hey. form, right? I'm done with that. Let's find a magic nuke. That sounds awesome. Yeah. But uh, 
I think uh, it was you, Brad, that mentioned about mommy and daddy oozes. And I think there might just be mommy oozes because... Uh, Wait, Jubilee's a girl? Or Jubilex is a girl? I mean... It says he's masculine neuter, so he's... How dare you, Bryce? (laughs) Assume his gender. Totally joking. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, those oozes that then, like, kind of secrete out of him then reproduce by budding or splitting. So... Uh, I did find one particular description. I think this is homebrew, but I thought it was just really cool. So I added it. And it's pretty much uh, that baby slimes are generated inside of bigger mother slimes. Basically, just like over time. Like just over mm-hmm. time, like they get like these little babies just floating around in them. That's so And gross. then over time, these like babies would like build up in the mom. And then they just like burst out because there's too many. That's like so gross. Stack. These things are gross, man. I'm yeah. I'm never gonna eat again. <laughs> never gonna look at green jello again. Seriously. Yeah. So these can also burst out if somebody would like kill it, you know, just like you step on like a spider sack and like all the babies would then just swarm around you and just be yeah. absolutely horrible. And then you just burn down your house and you just move to a different continent. Yeah, just burn the down way. the dungeon, man. Yeah. <laughs> or just quit. Uh-huh. We're good. I'm out. Yeah. Um, I feel like this like should be a D&D campaign where like you have to like fight your way to try to kill him. Seriously. I mean, it's funny that you mentioned that because there's actually like a ton of like different D&D campaigns or like just like small sub stories of like centered around oozes. You know, there's even this one that I thought that was kind of hilarious in which there's this like little goblin dude and he's named the Pudding King. And he's just like kind of corrupted by puddings and he's like amassing together an army of like hundreds of oozes. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's just freaking hilarious. Like just to think about this like little dude that's like, and I have my ooze army. What are you going to do about it? You can never crump. Stop me. I've got oozes for days. Oh man, I've got oozes oozing out of everywhere, man. Oodles of oozes. Yeah. But in older editions of D&D, though, it is proposed that they are created by wizards. And these are either on purpose or when, like, spells like summoning cells or spells uh-huh. go wrong. So gotcha. imagine if you just, like, had, like, a miscast or, like, some, like, magic experiment go bad. It just, like, turn out, like, a, a plate of slime. And then you flush it down your toilet. And then it just grows and grows and grows <laughs> in the sewer. <laughs> ah, so, like, crocodiles or alligators. Yeah, pretty you get, good. You get one for Christmas and you flush it down the toilet and then all of a sudden now you got alligators in the sewer system and they eat people. Uh, the age-old Christmas gift. The Age, okay. <laughs> there's folk, there's uh, urban legends about it, so it must have happened once. You yeah, might have man. heard of All I Want for Christmas is a Hippopotamus, <laughs> but now you have All I Want for Christmas is an alligator. <laughs> Maybe the sewers of like New York are just like the Thunderdome and whatever's strongest <laughs> is just fighting down there for <laughs> Yeah, it's more like a Futurama where they're all like mutants. Right? Oh yeah, and it's it's just the Ninja Turtles that are running it. They're just making bank <laughs> off of all these guys fighting. Oh man, alternate version of Ninja Turtles. They're just like fighting kingpins. <laughs> yeah, place your bets, place your bets. Oh, so awful. <laughs> but oh, gross. Yeah, I think the next major question that we should tackle, though, is that since we know where oozes come from, what exactly? 
are oozes. And so I have this uh, this awesome quote that I found from this old game called Neverwinter Nights. And this is Great actually the, it's actually the first RPG made by BioWare to be completely in 3D. And it's based yeah. off of the third edition of D&D taking place in the Forgotten Realms, specifically the Sword Coast outside of Neverwinter. So I thought that was like really neat, especially since our campaign, that's kind of uh, about where it takes place, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually completely following word for word what this game did. So <laughs> you're going to get spoilers for the game? No. <laughs> but I, I thought this quote was super funny. And so it's uh, just when you thought that unsightly pasta stains had no champion. Pasta you were, And you were comfortable in a world where mayonnaise didn't fight back. <laughs> it was a creature made entirely of the stuff that bursts out of mashed caterpillars. Go the rock stars of downtrodden gravy stains and greasy splotches everywhere. A large, intelligent cube of glop that can chase you down and digest you before you've eat, you've accepted you're being beaten by an overachieving dessert. <laughs> Is this? That's awesome. Oh, so I don't. I, I think we should end the the podcast right now because it's only gonna get worse from here. Oh, that man. is such a great sentence. I love uh, it. I think that might just be my favorite quote <laughs> ever. That's incredible. Yeah, I regret probably. my senior quote now. <laughs> oh, yes. Man, props to whoever at Bioware wrote that. Because they need right. a freaking raise into, like... Seriously. Run the company, dude. The, they crazy. are now the CEO. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Pasta stains have no champion. <laughs> I love it. It's just a more mayonnaise and fight back. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Oh. But I think that's specifically talking about the gelatinous cube, which like we said, uh, we will get to. But That's great. <laughs> oh, man. So funny. Um, Literally tears. Yeah, same. Oozes, though, are like, they're amorphous masses lacking discernible features and are able to squeeze into a variety of like small places like nooks and crannies maybe under your door if you like close the door when it's like trying to eat you or whatever so pretty much there's like almost no place that these guys can't get into and can't try and eat you now in your clothes (laughs) will they will they squeeze underneath of the door or will they just eat through the door which one well, going off of how I think most of nature works, in which it takes the path of least resistance, I'd probably say under the door. Yeah, but it's, it feels like, I mean, at least for some of them, there's a lot of mass to them. So that'd be a lot of work to try and squeeze under the door, whereas they could just like literally just lean up against the door and in five minutes they've got a door. Well, I, guess. I guess if you're like just like a 10,000 pound slime, you can just yeah. crush your house and then <laughs> the entire thing. That's a fast solution. <laughs> yeah. But also, I think it's interesting is that, like, uh, for the most part, oozes don't really, aren't really intelligent at all. So it's really? always kind of like they're, they're like protozoa, which I, and uh, amoebas specifically, mm-hmm. which they're, they're creatures based off of, in which they have, like, the one drive of just looking out and trying to eat things. And that's kind of just their one purpose in life. And there's nothing in their mind even like above that so i think that's kind of cool so they're basically just like a giant single-celled organism they're like one massive molecule that's just soaking everything up and they just happen to be made of acid instead of like water yeah like one giant like 
cell. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's very gross. Yeah. But cool. I also think it's just a very cool like enemy just in general. I think mm-hmm. it's like a like a cool cuz instead of someone being all like tactical or like, you know, overarching goal, this thing's goal is literally just <laughs> eat. It doesn't have any more complex ideas other than eat. Yeah. It's just like yeah. Anyway. And there's no reasoning with dangerous. it. You can't argue yeah, with it. It's it just dangerous. Mhm. Yeah, I I think uh, it's also super cool how oozes are like so widely varied in like size and ability and color. Like pretty much, I think everywhere in like a D and D campaign could be an applicable place to have a slime. You know, like you're in a volcano, you can have like a a lava slime. slime. Yeah, magma slime. Or you're in like freezing plains, you could do like a snow or an ice slime. And or, hope they don't freeze. Just yeah. end up. You no longer have a, a slime. You just have a block of ice that's made of jello. <laughs> oh man, the remnants of thousands of slimes. <laughs> He's just like, wow. There's a lot of hills around here. No, no, no. Those are just frozen slimes. <laughs> spring, spring, spring in this area, freezing. Yeah, the spring in this area is the worst. It's just slimes as far as the eye can see because they all un- they thaw out. Yeah, I mean, like, you think about most, like, RPG games, I think the slime is, like, considered the lowliest. Uh-huh. Like, oh, you just kill the slime, and you, like, level up that, past that, and you get to fight, like, dragons and stuff. But I think it's cool, like, oozes are coolest when they're almost, like, the pinnacle monster, you know? Right. It is pretty neat. I mean, the I think one of the only, like, th- drawbacks of them being, like, a pinnacle monster or something would be just that they don't have very complex or flashy varied moves their move is basically just lay on you and eat and dissolve you slowly or so do like, they well i that's as far as i know do you oh, not so. remember the <laughs> fighting it like two days or two weeks ago i mean it was it was just basically slamming into us wasn't it, it, was just it wasn't doing that much it. yeah it wasn't doing that much Slapping us with its moist pseudopods man not like a dragon <laughs> where it's flying around blowing fire breathing fire and it's slashing us biting us it's got all kinds of stuff this is the oozes they just kind of punch you if that well like we were talking about like oozes can be so varied that you can kind of give them any ability that you want really yeah yeah so i mean uh one of the also the coolest things about oozes is that they often gain abilities and defenses from the related environments so like we were talking really? about those uh slimes that live in volcanoes like who says they can't breathe fire you know who says or like if they're in like freezing plains who says that they can't like throw icicles at you or cover you Dude. in an avalanche if they're big enough they're evolving maybe eventually they'll be able to open doors like dinosaurs could it's yeah crazy it's and it's then nowhere is safe it's an ooze that was born in a room of doors. So that's all it's good at is just opening <laughs> just, doors. It can open doors for days. You can never hide from me. I'll open any door in my path. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be kind of funny, actually. I'm coming for you. <laughs> yeah. And like I touched on, upon before, most oozes are unintelligent blobs. And pretty much they just slide through narrow passageways and dark dungeons and dank sewers, corroding anything that might kind of stumble into them whether that be rats or adventurers maybe a dragon if they're big enough and they're lucky and wild like they'll just like corrode away at whatever they can eat and the equipment that 
uh, get stuck in them also. I kind of think it's interesting that like, like the gelatinous cube uh, kind of acts as almost like a janitor of the dungeon. Yeah. You know? It just slides along, like picking up any detritus or any like people and just spits it out probably in like some corner or something. Yeah. That's actually, that's actually kind of a cool thing of like, you go into one dungeon and there's like cobwebs all over the place. There's like stuff littering the floor and it's all really gross. And you're like, oh, okay, this is kind of a gross dungeon. You go into another dungeon and it's like spotless. All the walls are clean. There's nothing on the floor. And you're like, uh-oh, uh, there must be a, a news around here somewhere because everything's been picked up. Everything's cleaned out. And he yeah. turns a corner and he's wearing like a little apron yeah. and has like dust pans inside of him or something. <laughs> ah, you you guys are tracking dirt and I just swept these floors. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I'd so love that. Like I think that'd be really neat, like lore note, if anybody uh-huh. put that in their campaign of like and for whatever yeah. reason you notice the dungeon walls are remarkably clean. Very. That'd be a neat, mm-hmm. like just flavor of the of the mm-hmm. session. Mm-hmm. DMs take note. Yeah. But uh, like we were talking about, uh, and you were mentioning, Randy, most oozes have very basic attacks. Mm-hmm. And their attacks are like they grapple you or try and absorb you into them so they can digest you slowly. Or they just slam you around with their pseudopod appendages. and Or just sometimes even just crush you. Just lay on you. Yeah, pretty much. Which uh, sounds actually pretty horrifying, knowing what most of these oozes are made of it's kind of like drowning in garbage you know gross yeah it's it's horrible it reminds me of so this is gonna be a weird reference weird comment but i don't know if anyone remembers the uh um what was it love death and robots or love death robots on netflix the one with the uh the the dump where the guy has like his sentient garbage monster That's just like eats everything in the dump and is just like accumulating and like assimilating the entire dump into himself. I just realized that like this kind of reminds me of him of that yeah. that episode. That would be a blob monster. Nailed I mean, it. Blob monster is super nebulous, you know. Sure. Anything could be yeah. a blob monster, really, but I think that's cool. Maybe yeah. I'm a blob monster. Who's to say? Oh man, <laughs> I don't talk about yourself that way, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But uh, as for some of the abilities that they have, oozes, I don't think I've really ever, except for maybe like the Demon King ooze or the uh, the God of Oozes, which we'll get to, uh-huh. have, most of them don't have eyes. So then they use blindsight, which allows them to see without eyes. And that this blindsight is actually generally pretty good, giving them like high ranks in perception. That sounds like cheating. They also have like a slew of immunities. And that's to like different damage types, whether that be like slashing damage or maybe crushing damage and from different like conditions. Like, of course, you can't put a, a ooze to sleep. You Try know, me. They might have immunity to paralysis because they cause paralysis and that type of thing. Neat. And uh, they most of the time have like uh, immunities to the element that they are most aligned with. Makes Whether sense. that be like corrosive damage or fire damage or anything like that. But in turn, for this, they are also vulnerable to the opposing element. Um, yeah. It's the old like Pokemon situation where just when it's strong in one element, it therefore is weak in another to make it balanced. Game balancing. 
Um, now jumping into some types of slimes. Uh, the most common ones that you'll probably come across in your D&D campaigns or just throughout the different realms are uh, gelatinous cubes, like we've been talking about a lot, ochre jellies, black puddings, and gray oozes. Ooh, gray yeah. oozes. Is that like a is that like a black pudding and a gelatinous cube had a baby and they made a gray ooze? I don't think so. Uh, uh, actually, gray gray oozes are like one of the coolest. Yeah, gray um, oozes are like really cool. But I think we'll start with the most famous one. Classic. Yeah. So the most famous one would be the gelatinous cube, and they are very large. They can weigh like ten thousand pounds. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, and then. Also, mostly take up like an entire room by themselves. Jeez. Yeah. Man, so, these... so the comments of them laying on you to kill you is 100% accurate. They might just do that. Oh, absolutely. And like this might be even be like kind of small among some of the oozes that we talk about. Oh. Yeah. Well, and and what's really what's really terrifying about them, I don't know if you were going to talk about it, Bryce, so I apologize. But like, so let's just say they are an entire room, right? And so like if you open a door, it's like fills an entire room right one of the abilities that they have is being tr completely transparent so a trap oh. there sometimes is you open the door and you walk in and you literally walk into this ooze and then you're fighting for your life to try to get back out so, come on that's yeah. such a jerk move that's yeah awful that, that was like one of the things that i was actually really surprised about is these things are like surprisingly transparent so it's really easy if you're not paying attention just to walk into one <laughs> that's great now i'm never gonna trust any room that i walk <laughs> into in any dungeon ever again yeah just hold your sword out in front of you <laughs> i was gonna say i'll throw a rock into like every 10 feet when i'm walking through the dungeon i'll just throw a rock in front of me yeah <laughs> but that's uh awful. the way that they most oftentimes attack is that they just engulf their entire prey and slowly dissolve you and once you're engulfed in its like sticky mass, it is very difficult to be forcibly removed, whether that be like your other party or even yourself. And so gelatinous cubes have no thoughts of their own and respond automatically to stimulus. So like uh, if you were to just poke one, it'd probably try and eat whatever poked it. You know, Makes sense. I thought you meant like stimulus, like stimulus checks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also respond to stimulus checks. Damn, yeah, 100%. These are one of the stimulus I like to respond to automatically. <laughs> yeah. So they're kind of like a Venus flytrap where like they don't have any thought, but like they'll be able to react and catch their prey just so that way they can survive. Like that's the level of complexity. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Is that they kind of, like I said, they just... They just try and eat things, whatever falls into them or whatever they're able to slowly move into. Um, also, sounds like um, me. They're they're also about half as um, half as fast as most like humans or like elves or whatever. So like, okay, in the game so. D D, where we they normally move like thirty feet per turn, these things can only move. And this is specifically gelatinous cubes. What we're talking about now, they move fifty. Oh. So okay. some move slower, some move faster. It really depends on the type. So you're not going to have any high-speed chases with gelatinous cubes? No. <laughs> but they can't be exhausted, so they um, will end up catching you at some point. Yeah, they'll pursue you through heaven and hell, man. <laughs> it follows. Yeah, basically. And they're attracted to warmth or vibrations. So uh -huh. try and not be that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. 
Um, one interesting there thing ice cubes. is that I think they mostly are able to do- like just dissolve flesh. They can't dissolve metal or other like durable materials like that. So now, can they dissolve bones? Um, I think one of the typical things about gelatinous cubes is, is that they still have like skulls and stuff inside. Yeah, of that's them. what I was wondering. Because like I, I thought it was just all pretty much like any organic material they could destroy. But then I've also always heard that there's a skeleton or skeletons floating inside. So I've, I've always been confused by that. Yeah. And like over time, over time, it might slowly maybe, decay, mm-hmm. but with like skin and right, yeah, that's like the stuff that goes fast. It could be much faster. Yeah. Yeah, just Makes the soft sense. fleshy bits. So you can just tell how soon, how recently they've killed someone based off of if there's a skeleton left or not. Yeah, maybe. Um, and one thing that is actually pretty bad also about gelatinous cubes is that two cubes can even merge into a bigger, even deadlier version. Oh no, it's like, like, uh, Power Rangers. They're going to start making Megazoids. Yeah, pretty much. So you have like one 10,000 pound cube and another one, and then they merge together and make like just the most awful super boss of a dungeon. (laughs) Uh, one interesting caveat to this is they can only do this for a limited amount of time and they can't oh. merge more than once. So like two can merge together, but if a third one cannot try and merge oh. with that like bigger one. So they can't like grow infinitely in that manner. Right. And they'll always have to split back up eventually. Yeah. Like they they can't have... stay together for you forever. Interesting. Yeah. Not according to what I was reading. Neat. So, so you're you just saying... wait them out. They believe in traditional marriage, but they also heavily believe in divorce. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So the next one that we're going to be talking about is ochre jellies. That's how you say that, right? And these ones are kind of interesting in that they're large, dark, yellow oozes, which I thought was kind of neat. And interesting. They, like most other oozes and whatnot, can move through narrow spaces and are able to climb up walls. So Ooh. remember to look up in your dungeons. Yeah. And, and these guys typically, unlike the cubes, are not in like a specific cube fashion. They're just kind of a blob. Correct? Yeah, they're kind of like a gross, slimy like puddle. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And so these oozes will split into smaller oozes if they are subjected to lightning or slashing damage. I believe they're also huh. immune to that damage. So just attacking these with lightning or slashing is like the worst idea. Noted. Interesting. Also, so most cubes are acid, like uh, like um, corrosive, mm-hmm. but these ones are like strict, like like heavily acid based. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, as we continue with these, I believe that they get more especially with the next one that we're talking about with the black pudding it's pretty much the same as the ochre jelly but resembles like inky black goo and are more have more immunities and are significantly more corrosive able to corrode its opponents and their weapons that come in just by coming in into contact with it so like beware attacking this thing with your weapon because it will destroy your nice shiny iron magical sword I I did have fears of that when I was when like we mentioned with the our D and D campaign when we were fighting the gelatinous cube I did have worries about attacking it with my regular weapons but man apparently I guess it was these guys I need to be if you're afraid of that would be the yeah. worst going like smack him and you just weapons gone I didn't quite hear you Bryce I want to uh, just maybe a clarification maybe I'm just 
trying to mansplain. Yeah, that's why uh, you just mansplain so, it. Um, all of these, they can do, like, especially this one, can do pretty much anything except for non-magical stuff. Non-magical stuff does have resistance against it for some reason. Hey, magic! Yeah. yeah. So that's Good why, news. like, uh, Randy, the, the boots that mm-hmm. you got in that one, because they're magical, you were fine. Right? That makes oh. sense, guys. Oh yeah, that's a good correction. I guess if your short your sword was magical, you'd be good. But yeah, if you're just yeah. wearing regular bog standard uh, like iron weapons and armor, you're in trouble. Well, so like, I, I, here, here's here's the timetable. So the pudding can eat through two inch thick non magical wood or metal in one round. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's very corrosive. That's like seconds. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. So these things are like a nightmare, man. How do those things not just sink into the core of the earth by just eating the ground underneath of them? <laughs> they must be having to like constantly stay moving so they don't they just fall into the earth. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and awesome. uh, the last like really prevalent ooze that we'll talk about it are gray oozes. These ones are more often like just smaller oozes, and they often disguise themselves as like oily pools or wet rock. And you can't sneak up on one of these as they see everywhere at once. <laughs> they're actually pretty resilient in that they can go for weeks without eating meals. Mm. And another interesting thing is is that they have thermal visions. So if you're cold-blooded, it won't be able to detect you. And Indeed. I think like Brad was kind of wanting to get to, some gray oozes also have psionic abilities. Ooh, yeah, psionic. So, um... Well, psychic or psionic, yeah, and and so like like Bryce was mentioning earlier, um, how they kind of gain powers or abilities based on their surroundings and stuff, and uh, great oozes are oftentimes found near things like mind flares, which are known to be some of the most powerful, like psionic or psychic mm-hmm. creatures, right? And so these things can even gain those abilities to where they when they attack you, not only are they doing their normal kind of damage like other ones they're also able to do psionic damage to just completely mess with your mind which is pretty crazy just from an ooze yeah Yeah. that's kind of wild i wonder if that's like a specific attribute of the gray ooze is that they're able to like steal kind of abilities from those that they eat that is that'd be wild yeah that'd be a cool like homebrew like if it doesn't already exist that way like if that's not how it's meant to be it'd be neat to have like a homebrew that did that so yeah. this is what it says. So it says such occurrences are more common in gray oozes. So it does happen in other okay. that live near psionic creatures, such as mind flares, suggesting that the ooze can sense and mimic psionic power abilities. So it's even saying that these things aren't even intelligent still, and that they, right, they just mimic these abilities it. and kind of just do it. So when they sense you or whatever, see you with the thermal vision or whatever they're seeing you with, that's just kind of happening because they see it happening with other creatures uh-huh. around. Mm, that's super interesting it's just like another way they're responding to their environment and like adapting Mm -hmm. very very cool but uh enough with these like basic ones man i want to also talk about some some super cool ones that i came across when i was uh researching oozes and i just want also wanted to show kind of the variety and some of the insane power that some of these things have so the first one to it yeah the first one we're going to talk about uh, is from D&D 4E, specifically, I believe, Open Grave. And this one is called The Blood Amnote. Ooh. And 
These oozes are created from the blood of hundreds of creatures died in close proximity to each other. So they're basically like like just congealed blood Gross. that is pissed off because it died. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you be? I mean, yeah, but uh, they're also like vampiric in nature and they will reach out with their tendrils and try and drain any unlu- unlucky victims of their blood to add to like more of their mass, which I think is freaking so creepy, man. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, I did also come across this super cool legend uh, in which there were these priests of Orochus. Yeah. Orochus being another demon lord, and they unleashed a bloodstorm on two armies that were fighting each other. And after the oh armies gosh. died, the like all of the blood just coalesced into blood amnotes, which is Ooh. so freaking cool. And they freaking unleashed a that's blood so storm. Awful. I think that's the only time I've ever seen like a a blood storm actually used or heard of it. Right, and that's yeah. actually pretty cool that like that blood storm, although maybe in the moment didn't actually have any kind of use other than just scare tactic, which is I feel like the only or the most popular reason to use Bloodstorm is just for scare tactic. But it's cool that it ended up having a lasting effect in making these actual creatures that ended up starting going around terrorizing people. It's kind of neat. Yeah. I mean, like, to be fair, I think if you're caught in a Bloodstorm, you might have, like, a really bad time, especially if it has, like, AIDS in it or something, maybe. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I mean, it's not a good thing. I wouldn't want to do it, but it's just, like, it's not, like, it's going to be like doing actual, it's not like a like acid rain like where it will do damage. Yeah. It's not going to be doing physical damage. It just freaks you out. But whereas now it's like with this, it might actually end up doing damage because all that blood will start to form into these guys that start attacking you as well. I don't, so I don't know, know how long. I don't I, know how long it takes. I think being in a blood, a blood storm might be pretty deadly. But yeah. I don't know. I've never been in one. So what Me do I know? <laughs> all right. The the next one I did want to talk about, and this guy is freaking, jeez, dude. But is that a person from... next to him? Yeah, that is. That's humongous. <laughs> yeah, it's like so five this... times his size. Yeah, this guy's from D and D three E, and honestly, when I was reading through this, like D and D three E seems pretty freaking legit, man. <laughs> <laughs> but this thing, is I think called... it's like the second most popular edition. Mm. Oh, really? Oh, I I can see why, having researched like some of the creatures that were in it. Seriously. But this one is called the Bone Ooze. And this thing is just the worst. It's super powerful. It has a challenge rating of 21. It has awesome. like 320 HP. And <laughs> it's basically known as a rolling graveyard. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and uh, like you were talking about with that picture comparison, this thing is massive. Yeah, like we're talking forty thousand pounds, massive. Right. Yeah. I've... So when I said I'm, I meant it's four. It's like five times his height. Like it's like five times taller than he is, and then it's also like round about the same width as well. So like it's not like four five people put together. It's like five people stood up, and then that mass multiplied. It's freaking huge. It's massive. And this thing is like, it's kind of weird in that it's like a shifting semi-liquid bone kind of fluid. And it's covered in a carpet of needle-like spines. It's just bone splinters, man. 
nothing oh, I ever want to experience. It's awful. <laughs> yeah. And it's said that they're created for massive charnel yards and may also be created much like the last one we talked about after massive battles. So pretty much all the dead coalesce into just this awful creature that goes out and will just try and roll over you and it's like spiny carpet and just be absolutely awful. But my goodness. That all I'm wasn't just trying bad to think enough. like inside of a D mindset, like if your party goes up to fight this thing, your like melee characters are completely outclassed. Like right? they can't do anything. Like, dude, with my barbarian, I don't think I'd want to get within like a hundred feet of this thing. Uh huh. No matter it, how angry you are, this thing is bigger. <laughs> it almost sounds like like I would rather have been in a massive battle, and I would think it sounds less scary to be in one of those giant battles than to be there after one of the giant battles, and because these things start coming out of the woodwork and making blood oozes and bone oozes and just eating everybody around. Yeah. I'll fight a hundred goblins. <laughs> right? Seriously, I'll eat. I'll fight an entire army before these guys show up. No, man, stick with your first saying. You'll eat an entire army. <laughs> <laughs> I will eat. I'll eat an entire army before these guys, before I have to fight one of these guys. Yeah, but if all of that wasn't bad enough, they attack you by crushing or rolling over you. And in so. doing so, they absorb some of your bone structure in the process, which just sounds excruciating honestly what a way to go yeah i can't imagine fighting this thing is very fun at all like i don't know how you keep on going on fighting when it right deals your calcium from your bones or whatever it got crushed and like suffocated by a bone paste that rolled over you but here's the thing though i'm gonna go off on a limb here and just kind of defend the people that would fight this thing Uh uh-huh all three of us i mean like let's just i've never me personally i've never been in a campaign where i get above level 12 sure so it, let's say you get every like you get to level 20 you get some crazy abilities every single person gets some crazy abilities like if you have like a party of like 10 maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i mean and that's true like if you get high enough then 320 health isn't really a t- all that much if you if your entire party works together, so you well, could you probably burst think, it down. It's probably got resistance and immunities from a lot of stuff too. So, oh like, yeah, absolutely. Twenty is definitely much harder. Sure, to, but if you're experienced, like in your level twenty characters, you might be able to like burst it down and know what its weaknesses are, and so you can just take care of it, and so you don't need to have to deal with like trying to get out of it and not get killed by it. But Man, lower characters coming across this thing would just be dead instantly. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, I think it's like one of my worst nightmares for my <laughs> character to come across. It's a nightmare I didn't know I had. Yeah. But uh, the next ooze is actually a pretty unique one in several ways. And this one is from D&D 3E as well. And it's called the Conflagration Ooze. And this thing is basically a swirling mass of liquid flame. And it like jets out huge flames as well. It's just like a ball of fire, which is just scary by itself, you know. But they're also, strangely enough, are sentient and able to talk. Hey, they're evolving oh. again. Now they can open yeah. doors and talk. <laughs> yeah, for this whatever reason. 
being in the volcano, I guess, gave them uh-huh. time to learn how to read or write yeah. or talk. Volcanoes are great teachers, I've always heard. Yeah, man, some of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and their intelligence even continues with that they're able to hunt other creatures and they even hoard treasure. And they're often, I believe, chaotic evil, so they're not probably your best friend. So they're like actively looking to kill. Yeah. I don't think any of these are your friend. <laughs> definitely yeah. not this one. Well, I think yeah. there's some the only, that are like... The only one have... that's your friend is the one that's the maid and cleans up dungeons. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's like probably some that are like just neutral in that if you give them a wide enough berth, then you're probably all right. You don't really experience or have much problems with them. Whereas this guy, it seems like even, no matter how far away you run away from him, he'll like chase you. He's coming yeah. for you. He wants that blood. Well... He wants to burn you, I guess. He's not a blood version, but... Yeah, might just want your treasure. There you go. Yeah. Not my boots! Yeah, but, like, all of these oozes, I feel like they're always, like, kind of have this super awful thing about fighting them. And for this one, it's when you come into contact with it, you must make a saving throw or become infected with a fiery toxin that will turn your blood to flame. <laughs> Never mind, he does want your blood because he turns it into yeah, fire. Guess, man, that's so awful though. Like oh, man, these like these higher level oozes just sound like the worst, man. Well, it's they... it's so cool because like honestly, like I mean, I I've DM'd more than I've played, and I've always been like, Oh yeah, oozes are cool. Like I've always wanted to throw one in and I and I you know I've thrown one in a couple times and they're like, meh. Like why am uh, I not right? using these? The, the, the bog standard ones—they're neat, but like, there's not much to them. They don't really do much other than just kind of take punches. These guys are dope. They're coming yeah. for you. Yeah, and as for an ooze, I would never want you to add to your campaign, Brad. <laughs> this guy's part of our honorable mentions, or dishonorable but... in this case. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy is—I think he might be one of my least of favorite, head. which is kind of why I wanted <laughs> to include him. Yeah, he looks very gross. Very hot-like, almost. I'm so glad this picture is not very like detailed, because if they did yeah. make it more detailed, it would be so gross. As it um, is, you see the person under, under it? Yes. Yeah, it's it basically gross. looks like like a really flabby sack of fat with like tumors and stuff. And yes, very... it looks like a giant so, tumor. So Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's gross, but other That's than being gross, ugh. these guys are extremely powerful. I believe they do a lot of damage, and they're also well, very they annoying. And I think the worst thing about these guys is if you're absorbed into its repulsive mass and you fail in a savings throw, you die. Oh, That's nice. <laughs> Game over. Yeah. So are these like, is this like the flesh of the people that it eats? I believe so. Would like, make um, sense. Like, you know how we have some made out of bone, we have some made out of blood. This one is just made out of flesh. You know, the the classic famous liquid flesh. You just like yeah. look down from heaven and you're like, hey, that's me. That's 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 where, that's the part of my <laughs> yeah. I thought you were gonna say God looks down onto down from heaven onto the earth and he's like, What have I done? Yeah. I've made a monstrosity. I yeah, need to destroy right. the world because of this thing. But he, he's too terrified of <laughs> Jabrez or whatever that guy's name. The 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 like god of them. Oh, true. Oh, yeah. Um, and 
if you're wondering if you can be like just resurrected by somebody, most oftentimes not. You're like just super dead. Like the only thing you leave behind is your abandoned equipment. And the only thing able to bring you back is a wish spell. So yeah, good luck fighting those things. Uh, Don't fail your savings throw. And better yet, don't be absorbed into its mass. Please. Best advice ever. Don't fail your savings throw. Don't do it. <laughs> if only I could just not do it. Like, wh- why didn't I think of that before? Just don't do it. Yeah, just don't fail it, forehead. Like, what the heck, man? <laughs> Come on. Don't fail it. Just be better. <laughs> it's a DC 20, but uh, yeah, don't fail it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Try hard, forehead. Oh, man. But I think the last uh, special one that we're going to talk about is... These ones are also kind of interesting, and they are a special set of slimes called Gahundam. Nailed something it. like that. You can just call it Dan. Yeah, yeah. I'm Dan. Hi, I'm Dan. <laughs> yeah, so Dan's are intelligent slimes that serve Gahundan, the the god of slimes. Daddy. Oh, so Dan. they're named after him. Yeah. Neat. Mm-hmm. Makes yeah. sense. That's not confusing and, at all. Yeah, nope. but I, I suppose, like, you're almost never come across the gods, so if you hear about, like, Gohan Dan, it's probably these guys. <laughs> and so you're expecting one of these, and then the god shows up, and you're like, oh, no, I was not prepared for this. <laughs> oh, no, I've made a terrible a mistake. mistake. <laughs> I am in danger. Yeah, but these guys are uh, are unique in that they have, like, much more control of their slimy uh, mass. They're able Gross. to even make, like, bodies out of themselves. And like like humanoid bodies, they're able uh, to take on the appearance of a male or female dro. And apparently, these things are attractive. Of course, they are. And they have a, a pretty high charisma score of fifteen. And also, they have like an enchanting gaze that if you like look into their eyes, you'll become like friends with them. So, so they're like question. You're telling yeah. me that that an ooze slime thing is more attractive slash has a higher charisma score slash can actually enchant people's with their gaze then like that's like <laughs> that has it better than me like as a human yeah like their character's <laughs> gross man these things are hot like these my things. charisma score is at, like at max a 10 in real life so <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's just like i i think they're also pretty uh pretty formidable opponents as well they possess like a large slew of immunities and resistances and such mm. and they look really cute so i mean i can't really mm. can't blame them uh, this I picture mean, like, you included <laughs> look at those back muscles though right <laughs> who so knew defined. i was attracted to slime <laughs> yeah so to finish out our D section with just a little bit more ooze stuff that i thought was pretty neat there's always more oozes Oh man, is there ever? Uh, Can we just ooze into the conversation really quick. Ooh, oh man, it. nice one. <laughs> there is a god of slimes in the Forgotten Realms. Mm. He's like we said before. He's Gunandar. He is unpredictable, greater deity worshipped by Dro and oozes. In Avatar form, he appears as a reddish purple slug. Is able to alter his shape into a huge, amorphous mass, or even take on like uh the form of some other lesser D&D monsters, but in like giant forms of them. Whoa. Yeah. Hmm. So this guy's pretty cool. I couldn't find too much about him. He looks kind of neat. He's like all purple with like a big old eye. And I think he might be like one of the older gods, you know, like one of the the super old ones. 
He kind of looks like a sl- a slime version of the Beholders. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, with like the huge eye and everything. Uh huh. Huge eye and tentacles. I mean, I guess it's not very. It's not a very complex creature, so it's not hard mm-hmm. to have a look alike. Yeah, that's true. Very few requirements. Yeah. Uh, there is also a city of oozes. If you ever wanted to travel there, if you're just an ooze fanatic and want to see the ooze museum and whatnot, I kind of do. Yeah, it's called Lilith Dre. It is located in the middle dark region of the Underdark. Go figure. About <laughs> ten miles under the Sar Ga- Grasslands, which is actually really deep. That is really also- deep. It was also kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. You kind of scared me. You kind of scared me for a second because you said Lurith, Lurith right? Mm-hmm. Which caught my ear for a second because Lolith, which fun fact, she's now a D- or Magic the Gathering planeswalker. But Lolith, yep. the Spider Queen, is the uh, goddess of the Drow, which is also the, you know what oh. you just mentioned how they worship the Drow. Uh-huh. So that's maybe not a connection, but I made the connection just. Because even if there's no connection to be made, there's still a connection to be made. Homebrew yeah. it is the connection. There it is. <laughs> you can make are we sure? Work, are we sure the Spider Queen isn't just Gahandar in a weird form, just just prancing around as a spider lady? Hey, you there's no way to know. I'm, no I'm, way to tell. I mean, there is no way to know. But if you might want to actually postpone your trip to Dre, as it's a horrible city. But I already bought my tickets. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Lilith Dre is uh, full of Garandar worshippers, and they just fight for food. And oh. because so, this, what if this I worship really this person, this entity? Am I fine yeah. to go? Um, no, still be fighting you, for food. As long as you like fighting for your dinner. Yeah, I guess if that's what like you're really into, go for it, man. But. How is she going to work up an appetite unless you fight for it? (laughs) Unless you eat acid oozes. (laughs) You'll be really hungry after that. (laughs) Yeah. But the real threat of this underground city is the avatar of Grendar that works there. And so, yeah, I don't think I I want to visit there. Well, fine. I'll go by myself. Okay. Uh, See, when you get back, take a shower. (laughs) When you get back. Um, and also some other cool things is that in the third edition of D&D, you can be an ooze person. That's awesome. And yeah, they have a variety of like ooze related abilities. Like I think they can like kind of shape into any oh, form that they want. They're, they're a gen, genos, genasi, whatever, uh-huh. like yeah. an elemental person. So like that's, I suppose, an element, I guess. Oh, yeah. Ooze oh, is technically yeah. an element. Yeah, there are, were elementals. That's such yeah. a cool. We should bring those back. I want to be an oh, elemental. Man. Uh, from a lot of their abilities actually seemed like really strong. I guess like you just kind of have the trade off in that like most people probably won't like you too. Nobody much. likes you're, you. You're gross. <laughs> yeah, but there's also a variety of slime spells, and they range from covering yourself in slime to increase your AC or your protection, or they can be firing off a barrage of small balls of acid, kind of like magic missile, but in acid form. It just sounds and they, like a lot sorry, of fun. They look disgusting. Excuse just, you. Hey, that's an opinion. Just, Thank you very much. No, yeah. it's an objective fact. Excuse <laughs> you. They are very I'm ha- unique. I'm haunted. 
That's just offensive. I don't know, man. Like the picture I saw, they were pretty cool. They were like ooze and stuff, and like. Well, then don't look on the terrible. Forgotten Realms fandom page because. Well, that you, you don't go to the fandom page. That's that's always a, a rabbit hole. Oh, never mind. They're a monster. They get them out of here. I want them to die. <laughs> <laughs> These things are freaks. <laughs> All right. But to round off our D and D section, uh, there is also a slime disease in Fortnite. Oh come on! And <laughs> That's so gross. It, it sounds so awful, man. It's described as abyssal parasites devouring your internal organs and turning you into infectious slime that will further spread the contagion. So, what a wonderful way to go! Do you, t- you turn know? into a slime person? Um, maybe shortly. Yo. You won't be much of a person, but you'll be a lot of slime. But you don't like you don't like just become a sentient slime and continue on spreading the disease. Like you, you will eventually just fall apart. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you just become like a blob that uh, goes on to infect shame. other people. I mean, there are slime zombies in certain stories. That's what want. I live for. But that doesn't sound like a very good fate either. Hey, it's better That's... than dying. Um, Maybe. I'm gonna mm. die. Let me come back as a zombie <laughs> ooze. Like, yes. That would be an achievement unlocked in my book. <laughs> yeah. But uh there were there are a lot of other like just slime or blobbish monsters in basically every form of media, you know. There's I mean never we have, enough slime. Yeah, we have everything from like monsters versus aliens to Ghostbusters to like the symbiotes with Spider-Man. Fest. What'd you Sorry. say? <laughs> the Nickelodeon, the Nickelodeon uh, <laughs> awards, the, the, the kids awards. Uh-huh. Uh, the I'm not sure that's what you said, but <laughs> the Nickelodeon slime thing that they put down. I, I mean, I'm right yeah. there. <laughs> okay. I think but... the best example you gave was Monsters vs. Aliens. Sorry, I uh, <laughs> I oozed God. into the conversation the bad time. Oh my goodness. Man, but uh, one of the the forms of media that I really liked and was kind of like a, a favorite of mine is the movie The Blob and its remake. Mm. This movie is like pretty cool. It just goes like talks about a story of like a giant blob eating like a, a town and it starts slow at first and then like the blob grows with each victim it eats and then will start to like consume the entire town. Hmm. And like, sounds like a real lighthearted movie. Yeah, I mean, the remake actually had some pretty, like, horrifying, like, practical effects that were super cool. Just, like, people, like, in, like, agonizing pain as, like, they got eaten by the the blob, you know? And, like, it's it's pretty horrifying. Like, if you're into kind of, like, those, like, almost B-ish movie monster movies, uh-huh. you want to check it out. It's pretty cool. Is it better than Dracula 3000? 100%. Awesome. Anyone who doesn't know what that is, go look it up. It's amazing. 10 out of 10 movie. It's something. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean... You had a good idea with uh, the Sandman and uh, Symbiotes from uh, Spider-Man. You're also saying is... Like, that's a very interesting take on oozes. Like, they may have not even been thinking of that, but, like, like, minus the Sandman part, the Symbiotes, like, you just make an ooze... Um, intelligent and then take away its corrosion and give it, you know, an ability like another ability, like that's yeah. what you got. Just, just like yeah, and the ability to like parasitically like take over a body to give itself yeah. a body. Yeah. That's really it neat. Is, 
it is a pretty unique like look on like the blob monster mm-hmm. and that it's not just like a mindless eating machine it's like more of something that's trying to like work towards a higher goal that it has yeah the symbiotes are very neat and what's yeah. the, the movie venom I mean, he was always wanting to eat people. So, I mean, like, technically, he still was kind of in that block. <laughs> he's still kind of hungry. I mean, he may be an eating machine, but he's not mindless. That's that's, that's true. Yeah. a great point. But they're also, like, uh, very prevalent throughout video games. Like, Dark Souls had those gross oozes that always fell on my head in the sewer level. And... That I had no memory about. I just, I must have blocked them out of my mind. <laughs> oh, man, they're so bad. They're so annoying because they're like so resistant mm-hmm. to like blunt or slashing damage that you have to like use piercing, and even then, it's not very effective. And they're just they're just so annoying to fight. Yeah, I th- think that might be why I blocked them out of my mind. Because until yeah. you called them out and said something about them, I totally forgot they existed. Yeah, but I would be remiss uh, be. if I didn't mention. One of the other appearances that they make. Drum you roll, mean the please. best one? In Monsters, Inc. Yes, sir. <laughs> There's that guy. He's like the blue blob, and he falls down the storm drain and leaves his teeth and eyes behind. Greatest mo- moment of the movie. Yeah, man. <laughs> it I, I was so confused by it when I was a kid, but I think it's hilarious now. I think it's so surprising that it's like a regular <laughs> occurrence for him. And I'm like, man, that is such a hard thing to come back from. Is like, yeah, how funny, do you get out? He was, he was reading the newspaper, so it's like in transition of like people like texting and driving or whatever, but he wasn't uh-huh. even paying attention. <laughs> but like, I feel like as like if that's your life, I would be so cautious about things like that. How does he not oh gosh, know yeah. to watch out for that? Like, that's kind of hilarious. He seems like he was kind of setting himself up for failure. Yeah, I hope he's like uh, doesn't mix with water. Otherwise, <laughs> he comes back and he can't hold his form. He's like just yeah. real watered down, and he's like, "Dang it, I gotta dry or he, out." Or he just falls into the sewer and gets like mixed in with all the water, and then his family gets to sue the city, and <laughs> it'd be a whole thing. He's just a pair of eyes and teeth from then on. Just oh. What a horrible fate. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Nonetheless, we got Monsters Inc. into an episode. So. Hey, yeah, next episode, it's going to be all the way. Oh, man. It, it's coming eventually, okay? I just got to watch all the TV shows in the movies. <laughs> you just got to watch every piece of media. Oh, man. Actually, this is going to be really hard. There's so many monsters. <laughs> uh-huh. There's, it, and they're all so different. I think it might be an impossible task. Oh, man. I'm going to try it. We're going to get to it eventually. Season finale, maybe? There you go. Side note. Sorry. Side note real quick. Uh, While you were talking, this also kind of reminded me. I've got to find a way, like Brad with his Star Wars and religion, I've got to find a way to bring in Brandon Sanderson every once in a while. (laughs) And in one of his books, he actually has creatures that are basically blob monsters. And they're just like, yeah, they just kind of wander around out in the world. And they're just like a massive like skin and muscle that just anytime they find any kind of body it just absorbs the body and takes the bones and tries its best to make what it thinks are functional limbs and so it just ends up becoming this massive blob of like limbs going everywhere with bones and stuff just sticking out in weird ways and then some of them every once in a while yeah every once in a while some of them gain sentience and then they can like control what they look like and so they'll like 
either make bones or they'll take like dead humans bones and they'll make themselves a body and they look like a regular person but they have like complete control over what they look like like how transparent their skin is or like their bone density or their their muscle density and stuff like that they're really really cool well that's kind of horrifying yeah i mean like they're kind of horrifying but they're usually in the books that like in his books they're almost always good so like they're not horrifying in like they're going to come for you way but they are just like kind of a thought experiment that's not fun to think about but just thought i'd throw them in there yeah didn't we uh see some of those things in our homebrew you did D and D campaign, yeah, in the first session. Oh man, so, those things were creepy. I remember yeah. you showing us a picture of those. They're really cool. I like them a lot. But so, just thought I'd uh, throw them in. There's other blobs as well. Those guys, I think they're really fun. Now you have to keep up with that and always talk about Brandon Sanders. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you guys already are annoyed enough by me by me doing that, and uh, I don't want to annoy everyone else as well at the same time. I mean. I mean, Brandon Sanderson literally is considered one of the best authors of all time. He's a great Fantasy. author. I love him. So, but... I mean, it's okay if you mention him once in a while. He's... <laughs> I, just yeah. try not to, I just try not to... And plus, I don't want to spoil anything, so... Ah, uh, for sure. But... Well, uh, other than that, I think that's pretty much all that we had for you guys today. This was a very goopy episode, and I yeah, had a lot of fun re- researching this one. And sorry for all my slimy comments. Man, they were so gross and goopy and moist yeah. and saturated. <laughs> I padded up to here with him. Oh, he's all he's oozing out comments. <laughs> I'm about to ooze out of this episode. Oh yeah. But uh once again, thank you to our audience. Uh if you made it to this point, just incredibly thank you. Yeah. Like, these episodes yeah, are so fun to make. Uh share us with your friends. If yeah. you think that they'd like a goopy episode, or maybe check some us out of our on TikTok episodes. now. I was just yeah. gonna say that as of today, one as episode. Today. One, what, what do they call them? I was gonna say one episode, but like one one TikTok, one talk. There's one talk out there. We might in a couple of days we might get a tick out as well. But right now <laughs> it's just one talk. Yeah, okay. so check us out there. Yeah, I'm check us out the there. And uh, we'll let you know when we have other social medias up. But other than that, have a great week, and we'll catch you next time. Gross.